It's that time again, everybody. We're back. A little more juiced up than normal, and you're going to find out why here in just a minute. But welcome back to another exciting and amazing episode. I'm stoked even more today, and you're about to find out why. To the topic of choice. And also, I've got with me Ben Maliso. Ben? Hello, and welcome to a bizarre episode of The Sensuous Sounds of InfoSec. I'm just going to pirate your show, Joey. Is that okay? I think that's fine. I think this okay. is great. And then, right. and then, and then, also on the uh, on the guest panel tonight, uh, good friend, good colleague for both Ben and I, Matthew Snotty. Welcome, Matthew. Hey, Joey. How's it going? Uh, it's going. It's going good. It's been. You, I've been right. Go ahead. I was going to say, are you doing pretty well right now? I I've been riding this wave all weekend long and it's it's kind of still going and i think it, it might cap off after tonight i don't know my wife is like ride it as long as you can <laughs> and, and 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 what wave are you riding joey is this heroin joey because if this is an intervention episode <laughs> i am woefully unprepared uh no no tonight's uh tonight's episode is so you want to pass the cissp and guess what i passed it passed Woo! it on friday yes Outstanding, it, brother! It was finally. Uh, finally. <laughs> finally, it's been two year, two years in the making, if not longer, really. If we if we go all the way back, yep, yep. <laughs> this is the, the, this is not just a win for Joey. This is a win for all of us. For for me, for Ben, for your wife, for your family, <laughs> for everybody that you've talked to for two years about this test. I don't think it took two years to make that movie that you stole the sound clip from at the beginning of the show. (laughs) Uh, In all fairness, and I know that we will get into the details of this, in all fairness, I think it probably was six months of hardcore dedication. And and, and And a year and a half of just blabbering about it or what? Well, in a year and a half of of not realizing what it took for me, and I'm not going to speak to anyone else, of what it took for me to realize how serious it was and how to properly prepare for the exam. Um, so so let's do this. There's going to be a lot of people that are listening to this that know what a, a CISSP is. But for those that are listening that are like, what the heck are they talking about? Uh, ben, would you tell everyone, all the listeners, thanks, mom, hi, dad, uh, what the CISSP is? Absolutely. It's Chimpanzees International <laughs> Society of Salient uh, Postulations. Um, and it has to do with how good a primate you can actually be. Uh, no, for those who are unfamiliar, Joey has entered the hallowed halls of a information security practitioner or actually professional uh um, credential, one that is seen as sort of the gold standard of our industry. It is not a permission slip or a license to perform information security, but it's recognized throughout our industry and throughout many other industries who are seeking professionals to do work for them as being uh, the gateway, the, the acknowledgement of your dedication to the cause and a wide grasp of knowledge and expertise. Uh, So attaining this thing is a pretty big deal. And it's not something they just give to high school graduates. You have to demonstrate five years of experience in the field before you can even uh, consider having the credential. And you have to pass a rather grueling test, which is uh, harder for some of us than it is others. But um, (laughs) there are a limited number of CISSPs on the planet. And actually tonight, just just sitting here on and doing this podcast, we have we reflect a significant percentage of those in the world. (laughs) We yeah, we have three CISSPs all sitting here. Uh, talking about this now. I, I think and, now we have to actually report to law enforcement or something. I mean, otherwise it's conspiracy. <laughs> if we weren't under scrutiny before, we definitely are now. Yeah, um, yeah that's that, that, that's a good way to put it, Ben. And I think that um, I've seen you talk before about how the CISSP is kind of equivalent to uh, kind of like a, a becoming a CPA if you're in the accounting field 
or it's, it's, it's an advanced sort of almost like a master's degree uh, that certifies you as a professional in the field of information security. So it's a highly sought after, uh, very uh, difficult thing to pass. But, and once you do pass it, it, it carries a lot of weight with it. I think you're going to find that some people that listen to this might say, I thought mine was easy, you know, and, and Matthew, I, I would probably categorize you in that uh, boat as well. I remember, Ben, I don't know if, I don't know if Matthew told you this, but I felt bad because I thought, you, you know, I didn't celebrate Matt when he got his. He just sent me a text and he's like, yeah, so I did this today. And it blew <laughs> me away. He's like, yeah, I just went and took my CISSP exam. It just made now, you feel worse. It just made it me didn't feel make worse. you feel happy for Matt. <laughs> it it actually was the the fire that that I was like, all right, now now I've got to get serious. But I knew he <laughs> I knew he had been studying. I knew he had been taking practice tests. Uh, he did not tell me when he was going to schedule it, and and he went and did it. But but back to my original comment, I think there are going to be people that that listen to this say, you know what, it really wasn't that bad for me. Um, but then there are going to be people that listen to this and say, gosh, I'm in the same boat. I I didn't pass my first time or my second time. And, and we have, we've all read stories of individuals. It's taken them five, six times to pass this. Um, and it doesn't matter. And and it's one of those, it's one of those things looking back now, whether you pass it the first time or the fifth time, you, you still have passed and it's not a failure. Matthew, you had a great example. What is it? What did you call it when it's not, you don't fail the test. It's a, it's a, well, well, yeah, there's, there's no such thing as a failure. You either pass or you learn. Right. Right. Um, you, you know, if it, the, you, you don't fail it, you just uh, get insight into the, the the test, the way it looks, the way that it acts, all of its nuances, so that the next time that you take it, you have a better chance of passing it. Right. But yeah, right. See, there, there's no such thing as failure. Yeah. The the uh, the CISSP is broken down into eight domains um, that that you have to have such a broad understanding of, and and I didn't coin the phrase. It's a mile wide and an inch deep in all of them. Um, and the exam is from the, this was the hardest thing for me to, to grasp. It's a managerial exam. You are Mm -hmm. a, a risk advisor going in sitting for a hundred to 150 questions in an interview, so to speak. Um, and I, I, I didn't coin that, but, but, um, yeah, the, the, the the book that you, well, I mean, there's, there's many books you can use to study with, but the vast majority of the books, are, are are about two inches thick. So these yeah. are th- these are hefty, thick, v- voluminous amounts of information. You have to be able to uh, not memorize, but but know how and and be conversant and and all of the stuff that it talks about. So it's and a lot. Nobody is. And, and, and if we could take a minute, and I'm not trying to be Joey's apologist here, but no. <laughs> I'd love to speak for. Everybody in the industry who has tough, who has difficulty with this, Matt has said this, and, and we agree on it uh, very well. The any multiple choice test tests exactly one thing: how good you are at taking multiple choice tests. So, in terms of whether this gauges your ability to secure an IT system. It's not going to be that. Nothing's ever going to right. be that. Right. Uh, but it is one of the few objective ways to try to assess somebody's skill and knowledge. And of all of the terrible methods out there, this is the least terrible. <laughs> but no one is ever going to know all eight domains. I don't care if you worked in the field for 30 years. For the most part, most of us concentrate our two on two or three domains say legal, risk, uh, right. physical security, software. software. Yeah. And that's where we live and that's what we do. And we become good at it and we're specialized and that's why we are where we are. Most of us will also see two or three other ones and be exposed to all eight over the course of 20 years, but no one's going to be expert in all of them. And if they are, they are a freakish brain and they don't need a CISSB (laughs) or even a college degree because they're the kid that could do the Rubik's Cube in three seconds anyway. And and the NSA is going to hire them to crack codes. Um, So, yes, this it's never going to be fair. It's never going to be straightforward. It's never going to be objectively a good way to measure somebody's true knowledge of what they can do for an employer or a client. Well, let's take based on what you've just said, Ben, let me just uh, inform our listeners um, 
that Ben is a CISSP instructor. He he knows this content better than anyone that I've I've come across. And and uh, and Ben, I'd like I'd like to just promote your number one your podcast, but also your new company, your new. Uh, brand your product uh, wanna be a right and and I took I think it was at the first CISSP class that was what um, gave me my cannonball back into these eight domains in a class online classroom setting. Tell us a little bit about wanna be a and um, uh, what you're doing. Okay. Well, I, I, you know, I got to caveat a few things here. First of all, as soon as you started with that introduction, the imposter syndrome washed over me in a <laughs> crashing form, you know, to say that I know more about it. That just me. I know that there's people who know more than me and I know who sure. they are. And it's very disturbing. I feel like I've been faking it. I've had my, uh, I've had my CISSP for like 22 years, 23 years now. And I know I don't know anything. And and it, and it frightens me that people come and ask me for advice on how to pass. But there's a difference between being able to do the job and being able to convey the information <laughs> to people to pass the exam. I do the latter. And evidently, I'm, I'm pretty okay at it. So uh, for many, many years, I've taught this material. I've taught it for the military. I've taught it for ISC Squared. I, I worked for them as an instructor for many years. Um, I've taught it at universities, uh, including Carnegie Mellon and University of Texas San Antonio. Uh, and I decided to do it for myself. And I'm, I've started Wanabia, a certification training company, uh, a few months back. And uh, you're my, you're my star <laughs> pupil. Because you're the first one, you're the first one to have sat through the live class, admit that you've taken the test, and reported back your results. So right now, I want everybody else to stop because you're my hundred percent rate right now, and I want to stay there. Uh, but you can find us at wannabeacissp.com. That's W A N N A B E A C I S S P dot com. Yeah, and, I think it's like, um, yeah, good. I'll, I'll be teaching the ISC squared certs, including CISSP, CCSP, and SSCP. Uh, I'll be doing the CompTIA certs eventually, A+, Net+, SEC+, uh, and the ISACA certs, um, uh, CISA and CISM to start with. And then we'll see where we go from there. And um, I'm loving it. I love having the students. I love having the freedom to teach how I want to teach. And I want to teach specifically how to pass the exam. Because I think the exam is unfair to people like you who actually know the material and just have a hard time yeah. parsing out how the questions are posed and, and what it is that the test wants you to say. So let's talk about that for a moment. And and in order to do that, I want to give the listener some context here. What Ben is talking about and, and that both Matthew and Ben know, um, test taking for me has been a grueling experience through my entire academic career, professional career, anytime I sit for any kind of written exam, <clears throat> it's difficult. It doesn't mean, like Ben saying, that that I haven't known the material. Um, and I, I and I reference back to my senior year at, at Eastern Kentucky University. I had one professor who who pulled me aside. And she's like, you know, you're failing my class. And I said, I know. And she said, um, but you know the material because every time we talk you know it. And I said, I just, I don't, I don't test well. And so what she did, she pulled me aside and she said, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to give the test to you orally and I'm going to, I want to see how you do. So she scheduled some time. She gave me the exam orally and I got an A on it. And so she's, you know, and, and I don't know, I, I don't know what happened at that point, but I realized not everybody is the same with, how they learn, how they comprehend. It's a natural how, skill. It's a right. natural skill like anything, like throwing a basketball or riding a bicycle or playing a musical instrument. I could not play a musical instrument to save my life, but I can take multiple choice tests all day long. Matt and I have talked about this. Yeah. Matt's mm -hmm. the same kind of freak of nature where if you sat him down at a multiple choice test on a field he knows nothing about, you know. Uh, I bet uh, he could pass the bar. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> and it's funny that you say that because the people I know who have passed CISSP in similar tests 
without having the depth and breadth of knowledge that you have in the industry have been accountants and lawyers Mm. because the way their brain processes information and the way they've been trained to answer questions, this test suits them perfectly and, and they can put themselves in that position. Now, I've thought long and hard about this, about how you would optimize the certification for our industry without doing a multiple choice test because multiple choice tests are garbage. And if we did go with orals, and I know there are components of other uh, IT certs, like I think Cisco does a practical where you have to demonstrate your skills. Is that the OSCP? Uh, Anyway. no, No, that's not Cisco. Okay, sorry, Ben. Continue. I, I, I'm, I'm honestly, it's, Cisco's their own router stuff, and again, that goes way beyond me. And their tests are expensive, and they take days. I mean, it's really, it's, it's a grueling thing, um, but it's still subjective. Yeah. And you know, if you get, there's too much potential for externalities to come into play. The same number of people would have trouble performing. Hang on, I think we've got some practical situation as have trouble like you demonstrating in a written situation. So you're never going to beat that curve any way you go about it. This is just the easiest way to do it in a mass production standard. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that on my end? That's okay. Yeah, it's all right. Say, go back, go back 10 seconds, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) So what's going to happen is if you go with an oral or a a practical, you're going to end up eliminating the same number of people who would have trouble demonstrating their capacity in a live setting as you would who have people with the opposite problem that you have, where demonstrating in a written setting is going to be troublesome for them. So either way, you're going to end up burning the curve on some end. There's no good way to approach this. The The only nice part about a multiple choice test is it's easily mass reproducible. And you can deliver it in an automated fashion globally without relying on the number of proctors you have to observe a practical demonstration. Um, So that's the only advantage it gives. Yeah. And so so how to pass this test? I don't think that there's one. I don't think there's one thing that any of us could say, oh, you have to do this. Oh, you have to do that. We're all on Reddit. There are people that go into the CISSP forum that. Past today, 100 questions. I did this, 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 studied this, this, this. I'm done, right? And there's there's some commonalities, but the reason that I posted such a long, what'd you call it, like, Matt, a wall, a wall, a of, wall text. of text. <laughs> <laughs> My patented <laughs> writing style. I can't, I can't just write, you know, three sentences and be done. And, 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 and you happen to write a wall of text, much like I like to do. <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted to document, I wanted to number one, document my experience because when I look back on this from 10 years from now or however long, I want to remember that Mm -hmm. April the 8th, I will never forget it. Um, but I also wanted to write it in detail to hopefully help that person that, that is like me in test taking and, and saying, Hey, here's what I did. Here's how I did it. This is the the, the steps and the procedures that worked for me. And and I think it, it struck a chord in a lot of people. How many upvotes do you have right now? I mean, it's, it's, everybody's loving 68 last time I looked, which is, which is high for that, for that forum. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, it's, it doesn't sound like a lot, but but that, that that is a big number for that forum. So let me let me ask you this, so Matthew. You took it uh, six months before me, right? But, well, we, yeah, it's it's about eight months now. But yeah, passed it eight months before me. You know, what was your experience like? Oh well, you, you want to talk about how the, the test itself or, or how I gave myself a panic attack or, or how <laughs> I got, <laughs> I got, and, and then I got 10 questions in and I realized, Oh, I, I think I might have this because it's asking a lot of stuff about things that I actually do as, as my job. <laughs> I, I want to hear some more detail about all the above. <laughs> well, I, and, uh, well, first off the, the, the test carries a mystique with it. That it's hard, uh, yeah. that it's a trial, that it's uh, not easy to pass, and um, and and it will it will mess with your mind a lot. And so when when you if if you listen to if you go to a class if you get on a forum, 
everybody always has the same recommendations, which are, you know, uh, uh, take your time, you know, read through the questions and stuff like that. But also it's, it's, it's hard. It's not, it's not something that you can, you can memorize answers for. You you can't memorize definitions. You can't memorize mnemonics. I mean, they, they may help you, but not really. There might be one question that a mnemonic device might help you on. It's, um, so once I've, I've finally felt prepared enough, I went and I took it and, and as soon as the test started, I, I started getting my, my, my blood pressure went up, uh, started breathing shallow, <laughs> I started <laughs> kind of sitting there going, oh, gosh, I'm, I'm actually doing this because I just kind of floated in and, and, and uh, you know, just didn't even think about it until all of a sudden it was, I was facing it. And, and question number one was up there and, you know, had the words on the screen and the, and the four answers to choose from. And I just had to calm myself down because I was like, okay, I'm, (laughs) there's no backing out now. There's no, I'm, I'm, I'm right here with it. Um, but uh, I, I, I did get myself calmed down a little bit after I started it and I'm Uh, not someone who gets flustered very easy. Is it it worth, is it worth telling the audience in order to take this exam, you have to go to a licensed testing center. Oh, which, that's a good point. Yeah. Which it has which are, to be Pearson View. Pearson View, which is a, an international testing center, a provider of all sorts of tests, not just this particular exam. And you have to sit in front of a computer and you have uh, you have to pass their security screening and you have to identify yourself with biometrics. It's a, it's a, it's a significant deal. You're out of your element. You're not, it's a lot like going to take the SAT or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's yeah. disconcerting. And I've had students who've had to travel to other cities because they didn't have a Pearson view near them. I've had students who had to travel to other countries to go. Wow. And, yeah. Really? Yes. Um, <clears throat> and it, it's, if you weren't already freaked out, <laughs> exactly. Oh. All right. So Matt, I completely understand Matt's situation. All right. So you panicked and then, yeah, yeah. Well, but, but, but then I calmed myself down because uh, you know, I've, I've been in stressful situations before. So you, you lean on whatever techniques you have and uh, you know, got through the first 10 or so questions. And then I realized, Oh, this, this is, passable. And and I I want to downplay and not say anything. I I think I once made a flippant comment to either Ben or Joey or both of you. And I said, oh yeah, it was an easy test. And I've, I've dialed that back (laughs) down now because I don't want to give the wrong impression at all. It was, it it, it was not the, I I do now say it it was not the hardest test I've ever taken. The hardest test I ever took was, was my forensic uh, certification, but this was, uh, it was not as hard as I thought that it was going to be. And once I realized that, and once I realized, okay, this is, you know, it, it's tricky. It's, uh, it's lengthy. Um, it, it, it's definitely, you know, really, really testing what, what I'm, what I'm doing here, but, but, uh, but I can do this. And then I started chugging through the questions and, and, uh, worked through it. And, um, yeah, it, mine stopped me at, and, and I think you brought up Joey, the, the test can stop you anytime between hundred and 150 questions because it's adaptive. Right. So right. it's actually grading you as you go through the questions. You can't go back to a previous question. And change an answer. Um, it's grading each question as you submit them, and then that it's using that to judge what questions it will give you coming up, because it wants to see if you truly, if, if, for instance, if you miss a question, okay, let me ask some more questions similar to this about this the, the same information to see uh, if this candidate actually knows what he's doing or not. And so it will adapt, and, and that's why it can go, it, you know, anywhere from 100 to 150 questions because it's now, trying to now it's up out. to 200 questions. As of June, oh, it'll be 200 yeah. questions. I am right. so thankful I don't have to take that one. <laughs> <laughs> and Joey, you maxed it out. You pegged it up to 150 because you can't do anything without maximum drama, right? <laughs> I, I did not know. I did not know that you could get as many in after 100 up to your time limit. So I didn't know that, okay, I'm going to take my time continuing to get, and if I get to 125 or 130, then it's, it is what it is. I thought that I would get zeros like on, uh, on any question that I didn't answer. Like if if you didn't get to 150 time, that's right. If my time ran out and I didn't get to 150, which is why I sped up towards the end. Oh my gosh. I panicked, Ben. I, I like <laughs> bolted upright in the chair like, 
oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And then I realized, because what Matthew said, the algorithm is working in my favor. I looked at the clock. I've got 42 minutes and I've got 50 questions to go. And there were some as I was going through, I remember going, got that one. I know it. Go, go, go. I know it. And then the ones that I knew that I was going to have to spend more time on, like you guys had advised and like you, 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 you had said, don't spend much time on it, guess and move on. You know, um, I I think I, I think a huge part of my passing this, this third time, um, was because I finally understood how to read the questions. Yeah. It's not, you you didn't have a problem with the content, with the information you were being tested on. No. It was the, the, the test taking that you, that you had issues with. So let's explain that. The, so my background is highly technical and managerial in, in, during my 25 year career. All right. And the managerial aspect of that was in a semi, um, uh, it's not, it wasn't a fortune 500, uh, but it was a, it was a large scale. I think, I think my, my employers in the, you know, 200, 300 million range. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's, it's a big company. And so we had a pretty large budget for IT. We had a pretty large budget for security, but there were things like you said, Ben, in those eight domains, I'd never touched before. I had touched three or four of them heavily and in depth and the others I'm like, no experience. (laughs) And so that's where I think, uh, having Matt, uh, on a daily basis, cause he has touched a lot of those domains that I hadn't. Um, but, but g- going back to my original, uh, comment, when I first sat for the exam, I looked at it completely from a technical perspective. I was the technician and this is how I would fix it. And I have a budget. So if I'm going to, if I'm going to financial budget, a, fina- a financial budget, right? And if I wanted the best solution, no, I'm not going to implement biometrics. Why would I do that? That will cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> That's stupid. Yep. And uh, it, Matt has a, a, a great. Uh, you said CISSP is not not about grabbing a tool. What was what it you said? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, uh, CISSP doesn't pick up a tool. CISSP picks up the phone. And calls the person with the tool. That's and, right. And then writes a policy and tells about them afterwards. what to do. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And that's a tough mindset to get into after it's, you've been using the tools your whole career. Your whole career, if you haven't been in that managerial seat in that level for that long, at that, at at that, I, I say again, at that level, it's a very uncomfortable position to sit in. Um, yeah. but when you, when you realize that you're in CISSP world, there is no financial budget and yeah, you, you, all you're concerned about is security. What is the most secure thing? It doesn't matter what it right. costs that's right. in terms of time, effort, personnel, money. It's what's the most secure answer. Right. And when I went in this time, I had that mindset the entire time. And that's why I, I felt, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I passed. So. I was able to. Did you to feel get that, that while you were sitting? Uh, absolutely, and absolutely. Probably, I, and the third time is always going to be somewhat different than the first time because you've been exposed to it already, and you're kind of inert. You've got the you got the vaccine, right? <laughs> um, but <laughs> right. Uh, but but did you feel? Oh, this is clicking into place. I can see it in a way I didn't see the other ones. Absolutely. I I w- I told my wife. I said it was there were more questions than not. It was like looking at the matrix code where originally, I know that's a, a maybe a bad, a bad metaphor. That's a nerd analogy. It is a nerd <laughs> analogy, but you look at it and you're like, okay, wait, I can, I can filter through here. There it is. That's the one right there. You know, and it just, Kung Fu. right, right. <laughs> there is no spoon. Um, I, by no, I, by no means felt like I walked out of there crushing that exam. I don't care. But I know, I know that I, I did well enough to pass and that's, that's all that mattered. Yep. So, and and that's one of the beautiful things about the test is that, that you, you don't get your score. You have no idea what your score was. All you know is that you, you, you passed or you, or you learned. Yeah. For all I know, the last 50 questions, I could have got a hundred percent on them. I mean, I don't, who knows? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to think that I did. I like to think you did. That's, that's what I'm right. going to choose. That's my belief system from now on. That's my reality. 
So for the individual that is um, that has the time and uh, meaning they've got their five years and now they they want to take this exam. So where would you guys point them? I'll start with you, Ben. How, how want to be a CISSP.com. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll mirror Ben's statement. <laughs> Absolutely, and 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 I, as no, the honestly, let me let me be frank here. I I would say don't soul source this thing. Don't soul source any test. Okay? I agree. I agree. Um, unless it's a vendor test, and that's the one thing that you get, you know. Um, but I, I say go get a whole bunch of different voices. I've written a lot of different work and produced a lot of material about different stuff. And I can't stand, I, I like it when people say, well, I bought this book and this book and this book from you. And I, I'm like, well, that's great, more royalties. But on the flip side, now that's putting a lot of onus on me to come through. And what I would prefer is that, you know, every writer, every teacher has their own blind spots. And what I would say to that person is, it's great that you're, you know, buying me lunch. But what I would prefer you to do, read my stuff. Go read Luke Ahmed's book, How to Think Like a Manager. Go read Prashant Mohan's book, Memory Palace. Go read the official study guide by um, Mike Chappelle. Go, you know, go get a breadth of input before you go and, and put yourself through this. Because what you want is you want to have a bunch of different perspectives. You want to be able to approach it with everybody's blind spots, but with everybody's highlights as well. And I think that's extremely worthwhile. Um, and I, it, there's not a week that goes by that I don't get this question. We were joking about it with Reddit and whatever. Uh, I'll get a message saying, how do I pass the CISSP? <laughs> and I'll be like, well, score more than 70% on the test. I mean, you know, I, where do you want me to go? For, that is such an open-ended question. It is. But the answer it is, is open-ended. Yeah. The answer is start with all the basics, read the exam outline that ISC squared, which is the sponsor of the credential publishes. And the exam outline is the list of things they expect you to know for the test. Find the areas you're weak on, concentrate on those. You said, you know, Joey, you're strong in four of the areas, Matt, you're probably strong in five or six or seven. Um, I'm strong in two. So I would say go find the ones you're not strong on and read all of that stuff and start eating, sleeping and breathing that stuff. Um, and I, I'm, I'm hesitant to say take practice tests. A lot of people in our field love practice tests. They think this makes them better. They think it's like Kung Fu, that if you hit the bag 10,000 times, now you're an expert. It's not quite like that. It's no. It's never going to teach you what the test is like because the test is screwed. The test is just, it's messed up. And you're <laughs> never going to get a set of practice tests that simulate that. But it's like Matt says, and I'm going to steal this from him. The reason you got to sit through 300 questions at a time practicing is because you're going to sit through 150 questions or 200 questions on the exam itself. Unless you've sat there in a chair and done this to yourself in a given time frame, it's not natural. That's not something we do as adults. And right. it's a muscle. You got to practice doing that. You got to see how physically you're prepared. How can you stay focused for that amount of time? And that's why I like practice tests, not because they reflect your knowledge, but because it gets you used to the marathon. Yeah, Matt. Yeah, I, I, yeah no, I, I agree with all that, and um, uh, yeah, the uh, I, I I mirror the uh, multiple sources of um, uh, uh, study tools because the, the, there's a lot of free stuff out there. There's there's a lot of paid stuff out there. There's you know lots of videos. There's podcasts. Of course, Ben's got all of his stuff. Um, that, that's out there, and, and Ben puts out some free content in his uh, in, in his podcast, "The Sensuous Sounds of Infosec." Um, the Sensuous and- Sounds of Infosec. <laughs> I'm going to make that be my ringtone. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, and uh, 
every the, the thing that I say to a lot of people is no one's path to CISSP is the same. There's no one size fits all solution to getting this this certification because everyone's experiences are different. Everyone's got a uh, the, the, their own things that they bring to the table. And you've got to figure out what you bring and, and what you don't bring to be able to pass this. Because you know, like we said, every, everybody's good in some domains, but not all of them. Figure out which domains you're weak in and, and focus on those. But yeah, it's uh, uh, it, it can be something that if... If you have if you have a long history of experience, you know, like Joey and I, you you, you and I have, you know, co- between the two of us over 50 years of experience in IT and security, you know, we bring a long, uh, a long history into into this exam that helps a lot as long as you can recognize that the, the test will still ask its own way to on how to answer problems with a test uh, or an ISC squared answer and not necessarily a real world answer which is one of the biggest things that I had to get out of my head was, um, you know, the, the real world answer that I would give if I were in a real interview situation or solving a real problem isn't necessarily what the test wants to, wants me to do. Yeah. 50 years can be a lot of baggage too. Yeah. Right. It can be a lot of bad habits. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I like what you said, Ben, uh, as far as variety. And I think that that's key. I don't think that there's one, um, a flavor of preparation material that will, I mean, uh, f- again, I can't speak for everybody that, that will give you all pieces of the, of the puzzle, so to speak. Um, I can't recommend your class high. I mean, highly enough f- from, from, from an instructor led classroom environment where there's back and forth interactions, questions, answers, that to me is a huge component of how I grasped it. But I and also, Joey, you, you, yeah. you, you have a point of comparison because you actually did a CISSP boot camp a couple of years ago as well. I, I did. And, and I want to reference Je- uh, Jeff, uh, Jeff, um, who, who taught that class. I, I do want to give him a lot of credit because he was my very first introduction into the content. I think the problem there was there was too much loaded every day. They were eight hour days. Um, uh, in a boot camp, some days. people for five days straight. And I think a lot of people do well. I did not. Uh, when I look back on that, um, I, I liked the longer spread out, uh, 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 class that, that, that you did Ben. And then the other thing I just want to mention is, uh, for those listening and Ben mentioned him, uh, Luke Ahmed, um, Luke's Luke's website, um, and, uh, I, I can't Study think of it right now. Theory. Thank you, Matthew. Study notes and theory. <clears throat> Luke's videos get very granular, very granular, and they're very detailed. And I would tell you, Matt and I went back and forth. You want to see how you do on quizzes? Take some of Luke's quizzes. <laughs> they, they, they are not the boson questions that are a sentence long. These are like paragraphs. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you said all of that, Joey, because uh, I'll tell you what, you know, like I said, I've taught this in many different fora. Um, people learn in different ways. Absolutely. Uh, I, I think the only reason I passed it, I remember my instructor, John Birdie, uh, I took a two week, 80 hour class uh, prior to when I took it. And without that class, I would have failed. And it turned it 15 years later, John and I got to work together actually uh, for ISC squared. We wrote the curriculum for uh, the CIS, the official CISSP training that ISC squared offers. <laughs> um, he wrote three of the, the domains and I wrote two of them. And um, that's how I learned it. I could not read it from, first of all, there weren't any books at the time. Now there's a plethora that you can choose from. Um, but I don't think I would have absorbed the information any other way than if it had, yeah. hadn't been in a classroom <clears throat> today. I could not sit for 80 hours. I couldn't sit for 20 hours, um, yeah. and do it, which is why I've condensed my material and I have distilled it down and I spread out the training over a lot of period of time because a lot of us are working adults. When do we get to take a week off and go take a boot camp? Um, 
Right, right. Yeah, so I like that, and I like doing the bite-sized nugget chunks as opposed to giving you the the broad swath. It just seems to me like you can't absorb that. It's sipping through a fire hose. You can't get everything you need to get from that. Yeah, and and that's no that's nothing on the instructor at all. I think that's just the way that that's, they have to deliver the course. Yeah. Um, uh, I think uh, Jeff Jarecki is a, a phenomenal uh, instructor, and and I've I've gained a ton from from what he showed me back uh, when I did take the class. But it, but like you said, everybody learns in a different capacity. And I wanted Prashant on the podcast tonight. So Prashant, I know you're probably listening to this. Uh, definitely want to get you back. But Prashant developed a PDF. I th- I think it's known in the CICP world as the Sunflower document. Is that Sunflower accurate? Pre, the Sunflower pre existed Prashant. Um, okay. Sunflower was created by a team of, I want to say, Scandinavian and Dutch students who were studying for the CISSP about 10, 12 years ago. And I actually messaged back and forth on LinkedIn with the guy who originally created it. He, he can't believe it's still in circulation. He says it's so <laughs> old, I can't believe that stuff is still, you know, useful. I was had, the- I'm sorry, no, go ahead. It's been updated three or four times since, and I think gotcha. Prashant may have added his own spin to it, and it. he recognizes it and utilizes it in his memory palace That's uh, it. material. That's it. Yep. Um, and it's it's a great distillation, and I and I I love Prashant's approach because it's much more concise than a lot of those two inch tomes that Matt was referring to. Uh, Prashant and Luke were both technical reviewers on my material, as was Matt. Uh, I really appreciate that as well. <laughs> I, you, I love Matt just waved. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yes, yes. I, uh, if you uh, if you notice the lack of punctuation and grammar and technical errors in any of Ben's work, you can you can thank me later. I blame I blame Matt. That was his, he had one job. Uh, well, uh, it it is a, it is definitely a milestone. It's, it's one that I I told, I sent Matthew a picture. I was laying on the couch, you know, uh, watching the masters this weekend Mm -hmm. and I just sent him a picture. I was like, I'm done. I don't have to study. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm literally watching TV. It's liberating, isn't it? It's extremely liberating. So let's turn it around and ask you, Joey. Sure. If someone is to approach you now, and I'm sure they are because of your Reddit post and um, and because of our professional community, if they were to ask you, well, what would you tell me to do today if I want to become a CISSP? What would you say to them? Yeah, I've actually had a couple of people reach out on LinkedIn already asking, hey, how, how, how would you do this? So it's a good question. Um, I'm going to just hyperlink my Reddit post and just send them there. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I, I think, Looking I think fake internet points, <laughs> I think what I would tell the individual is one, uh, buy Ben stuff. Yes. Yes, okay. absolutely. Right. <laughs> uh, know what your limitations are going into this. So if your limitations, if, if you know how you learn and you know how to, to, to absorb if you're a visual person or an audio audible person or, or however, first know, know how, how do you learn? And then number two, I would say, I would point them in any direction of, of training, but then I would also say, um, don't, don't like one mistake I made and I, I showed Matthew, I've got all these books I thought for the longest period of time within the first year that, oh, maybe that book has the secret key to it. <laughs> let me try that book. Yeah. Oh, let me try this book. Yeah. And every time I opened it up, guess what? It's all the same material. They all say the same thing. They all say the same thing. Some are better than others. Some have more typos than others. <laughs> <laughs> But you get what I'm saying, right? You don't have to spend, you know, number one, a lot of money on books and and material. But I would encourage whoever this person is, um, know how you learn and then commit to X amount of months and know that that's what you're going to be doing because you don't want to go in there and like I did the very first time I took it thinking, oh, I've got 20 years experience. I got this uh, because chances are you won't, you will not pass. And I don't think that there's one size that fits all, Ben. I just don't. You are if I correct. Could add, 
One small thing, Joey. I, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll readily admit my study materials were 10 years old because I first thought of taking CISSP in 2010 and I, I, I kind of pushed them back to the, to the uh, bookshelf and not because I didn't think that I was ever going to actually follow through. It was just way too much to, to do. And it wasn't until Joey decided to challenge me um, in a, you know, much like a, a an Aaron Burr, uh, Alexander <laughs> Hamilton duel. <laughs> but um, but if, if, if you, you can study for this on a budget because if you get yes. five-year-old books, 10-year-old books, the fundamentals are the same. Technology changes, fundamentals don't. The test hasn't changed that much in five or 10 years that you need the, the latest, 20, latest right. versions of the book. Methods, methods change, and but principles don't, just like you said, Matthew. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, all this started. The reason that Joey has a CISSP, or, or actually, no, Joey's always the one that wanted the CISSP. I didn't. I didn't need it. I didn't want it. I have enough letters after my name. And <laughs> Joey is the one who came to me and said, hey, I'm, uh, uh, you know, w- w- let, let, let's start getting into some of these other uh, areas because Joey started his own company and um, he and I started partnering up on some projects. He said, I wanna, I, I've really wanted to get CISSP for a long time. And I said, oh, okay, cool. And um, I could tell that he was... Um, he, he, he was, he had a little glimmer in his eye and I kind of looked back at him and I said, you want me to get it too, don't you? And he's like, yeah, let's do it together. And I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> let's go take CISSP together. And, and I figured, you know, I had ideas in my head that we'd be doing study groups and we'd be getting together with Coco and uh, sleeping bags and, you know, <laughs> being, being CISSP buddies. <laughs> And then and you were disappointed. And I was so disappointed. You never told me this. We could have made that happen. And that is not true. And you know it because I tried. I tried over and over to be your friend. I tried to be your CISSP study buddy and you rebuffed me every time. Oh, I think some stuff's coming out now. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So I'm going to change the note here real quick before this suicide pack between Thelma and Louise drives the car over the cliff. I, I want to counter something that Joey said about, you know, set aside X number of months and know that that's what you're going to eat, sleep and breathe. I, I would say this, while that's good, and I, and I want people to be dedicated to it and give it their all so they don't feel disappointed. I also don't want people to come crashing down. Like, I'll be honest with you, Joey, you kind of scared me for a minute uh, <laughs> after the second attempt. And you had a oh, real yes. emotional and psychological crash. Yeah. And yeah. and you took it really personally as if, as if the learning experience of sitting for the exam unsuccessfully was somehow a reflection on you as a human being. And I don't want anyone to ever go through that because it's not. It's a BS yeah. multiple choice test. And all it's doing is forcing you to think the way they want you to think. So no matter how well prepared you are, no matter how much knowledge you have, don't go in there and think this is an indication of your value as a person or even as a practitioner or professional in the field. Go in there knowing that you've been well-armed, that you did put forth the effort, that as Matt says, you're going to learn from the experience. If you walk out and it says anything other than congratulations on the piece of paper they print out afterwards, then just take it as, okay, now I know what to expect and I'll do better the second time. And it stings and you're allowed to cry in your car on the way home. <laughs> but now, oh, and you got to pay for it the second and third time. But yes. But yeah. but don't make that part of your identity. That's not the thing that it is. So yeah. don't spend too much time overstudying either because at the end of the day it's going to test what it tests and that's it. Yeah, no, Ben's right for 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 those that might be in that in that situation or if that situation comes up, um, he's right. When I failed the second time, uh, I, f- I you know for for a short period of time fell into a a, a a a dark mental state of do I even belong in this space? Do I am am I good enough to? to continue on, uh, in this industry because right now I don't feel like I did. And that was, uh, very difficult. And it was, you know, having friends like Matt, uh, who actually I, I saved the, the image of, um, 
imposter syndrome. I said, Matt, I have, I have complete imposter syndrome. And he sent me this image, which, um, it basically said, you know, those that feel that they are not good enough or, or are the imposters are really the ones who belong in the space. And those that talk about how good they are, are the ones that really aren't. And that really helped me get over that ledge. If I could go back to my younger self six months ago, uh, when I, when I failed that second exam, I would say exactly what you just said, Ben is this is a test. That's all it is. It doesn't validate who you are, what you do, or how good you are. It is a stupid test, and it's completely passable. Pick yourself up and move on. It is not the end. Let's 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 get let's go. Let's just keep going. Yeah. That's what I would have said to my younger self. Well, I'm glad you did, and, and, and I'm Absolutely. glad that you proved yourself wrong. I mean, <laughs> you do yeah. belong here. You, it, it may be rarefied air. But uh, I think you have indicated pretty clearly that this is something that you do own. And yeah. uh, I don't think anyone can say otherwise. No, I appreciate it. It's, it's definitely been a journey and um, uh, wouldn't change anything, you know, uh, the learning experience. If anything, this has made me a better security practitioner uh, going through these right. steps. You know, uh, because now you've dedicated yourself to it. You've you you've worked through the issues that you've had with it. Yeah. And and yeah, you've proven yourself. Yeah. So well, this episode has been brought to you by the Sensuous Sounds of InfoSec. The sensuous Pod- Sounds of InfoSec. <laughs> Where we talk about all things information, all things security. All things security. <laughs> and all things Information, information security. security. Yeah, okay. That was terrible. <laughs> We're never well, going to make it to regionals now. <laughs> well, guys, uh, Ben and Matt, uh, on uh, on behalf of my family, I'm just going to thank both of you for your uh, continued support, the in- the the undying encouragement, um, and just the backing that you gave me. I could not have done it without you. And uh, uh, Luke, Prashant, and 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 Jeff, everyone else. I feel like I'm accepting an Academy Award up here, but uh, uh, <laughs> it, it's important. And and Matt knows that this is a milestone. This was an Everest for me. And so uh, from the bottom of my heart, thank you, thank you all. It was uh, it was great. So You're and welcome, thanks. Joe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I would flip it around. I say thank your family. For putting I up did. with you, oh yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, you know, this, the the fact that we put our loved ones through this stuff is insane, and you know, it's not going to be the last certification you ever get, and so not the last time they're going to say, "Okay, go away, go study." Right. <laughs> That's right. That's um, right. And I think it's worth telling everyone who listens to this in perpetuity: if you ever have any questions, reach out to Joey. Reach sure. out and ask him about it. Reach out and, yeah. and just have him tell you what he went through and how he was feeling and, and, and everything, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And reach out to me, reach out to Matt. And any CISSP is going to be willing to tell you their own advice, good, bad, or otherwise, on, on what to do and how to do it. Yeah. I agree. I agree. So, well, guys, um, We're coming up on an hour, and I just want to thank you both for being on the show tonight. Ben and Matt, as always, uh, love having you guys, and I think it's been a great conversation on uh, the journey to the CISSP. Thanks for having us. Agreed. All right. Guys, uh, this is Joey Police. This is the Topic of Choice podcast and the Sensuous Sounds of InfoSec. Uh, We're tag teaming tonight. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Thank you for your support, and we will see you next time on the show.